I'm Michelle Ely from the Starlight Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 192 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we help you decide on whether you should podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we talk about Podbean betaing a new feature for you live streamers, and Apple may be making some changes to their podcast endeavors. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we have an update about the Boss Jock Studio, Backpack Studio, Boss Jock Jr. confusion a couple of weeks ago, courtesy of a wonderful, loyal listener, Johnny Pennington. Lauren Go. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Yes, this is episode 190 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I'm pleased to say that SP is here again this week. It's great to be back in the studio, and it's been an eventful week. Let's see. My car was shot up. I had to do an emergency four-day manually dugout drainage pipe fix. And I was told to go fornicate myself with a chainsaw in another podcaster's chat and then told I was touchy and controversial, all without an apology. Well, never going to go back to that podcast again, but we could choose to do any one of those three topics and do a tangent or a whole episode on that. But we're going to choose not to. We're going to choose to do the topics that this podcast is about. And that's better podcasting. The content of this show is about making your podcast better. So we start off every show with a How I Save My Podcast story. And this week, our How I Save My Podcast story comes in the form of a Reddit post again by Self Clothing. And the title was, How Come People Don't Recommend Squarespace for Podcast Hosting? And some of the shows I listen to are hosted there and seems to provide all the necessary services. Well, the big thing about Squarespace is, first of all, they don't provide proper podcast analytics. Now, they provide website analytics, but they don't provide podcast analytics. And there's a whole bunch of other reasons there. There's a whole bunch of things here in the post that people chimed in and said, yeah, you know, it seems like a great idea, but it really isn't. And it just warms my heart in the podcasting subreddit that people come to rally around and say something that seems like a good deal, but really isn't. Definitely something that you always want to pay attention to. If it seems like it's too good to be true, it might be. And that's why it's worth heading over to something like reddit.com slash r slash podcasting and asking over there, because ultimately it doesn't matter if you're listening to this show or you're checking out another show about podcasting. The more advice you can get from others, the better you'll be able to see whether or not said advice is true, because for all you know, you would reach out and you would ask somebody about Squarespace and they would go, yes, it is fantastic for this reason. Or they might go, no, it's terrible for this reason. 
And maybe that's just their opinion. And maybe there's a middle ground. So when you go and you post on something like Reddit, generally you can go ahead and read in between the lines and see the consensus and see what works and what doesn't work. And maybe it will work for you or maybe it won't. And in this case, I think from reading this topic, which you can always find, by the way, linked to these these uh, Reddit posts over on our betterpodcasting.com page, which this one is betterpodcasting.com slash 190, you'll see that it seems like the poster got a variety of information that helps shift them in a certain direction. So definitely, if you have a question, ask, but I would encourage you to also use the search feature before you do that, because a lot of times questions have been asked, like, what microphone do you use? Or what do you think of this microphone? Or what do you think of this hosting provider? And so do a search first. And if it doesn't turn up what you're wanting or not something specific to what you're wanting, do go ahead and ask it. And maybe you will get more of a specific answer that you are looking for. If you have a How I Say My Podcast story, we encourage you to get in touch with us through a variety of ways, but we would love it if you'd send us a video clip to podcast at betterpodcasting.com because when we aren't digging into the ether of the internet to find a How I Could Have Say My Podcast story, we do like to share stories from you, the listener or the viewer, about something that went wrong with your podcast and how you were able to correct it and get it back on track. Because we'd love to be able to share that on here and help everybody learn from your mistakes. Yeah, we want to out you a little bit of making mistakes. That, that's true. We're, but we do this together. We're here to hold your hand, rock you to bed, sing you a lullaby, all of which Stargate Pioneer will uh, do for you at the low, low rate of $900 an hour. If you're a podcaster, it's not if you're going to make a mistake. It's when you've made a mistake. And to take a sailing analogy, you know, sailors, there's two types of sailors, those that have run aground and those that are going to run aground. It's the same thing with podcasting. There's those that have made a mistake and that those that are going to make a mistake. So if, if you're in that either category, you can send us your How I Save My Podcast story and we can share it with the class and we can all try to avoid these cautionary tales. Again video side of things we have a video show betterpodcasting.com we created better podcasting because we wanted to help people get better at podcasting and over the years we've shared tips and tools to hopefully help podcasters maximize their podcasting endeavors but as last week's episode, episode 189, I jumped ahead, uh, displayed that sometimes if you're going to go ahead and put together a well-produced episode, it could take a lot of effort. Well, this is the case for a lot of different aspects of podcasting. And honestly, some people aren't able to accommodate the work that goes into podcasting. Here's the thing, though. These aren't the only situations that podcasters have potential challenges with because there are a variety of different things that can come up that make it difficult for people to continue podcasting. And here's, here's the bottom line of that. The rub is, they say, ultimately, podcasting isn't for everybody. No. We did say that. We did say that podcasting is not for everybody. And today, we're going to talk about just that. And so as a podcast that is trying to help people make their hobby podcast better, the question is, well, why are you going to talk about things 
that it basically encourages people to not podcast. That's an odd thing to talk about on a show that's trying to get people to make their podcast better. Well, the truth is that ever over the past, I don't know, six months or so, six, nine months or so, we've noticed a bit of an upward trend on places like Reddit, like we just referenced in the How I Save My Podcast story section. People are starting shows and then having to go do something else. And they have to contemplate basically shutting the podcast down. Now, sometimes it's them, the poster. Sometimes it's their co-host. And we've talked about quite a few of these and how I saved, could have saved my podcast story segments. And we figured that if we're going to discuss all the great things about podcasting, occasionally we're going to need to discuss the alternative to help basically present the full realistic scope of podcasting. And we believe here on Better Podcasting that if people go into a podcast with an understanding of all of the pros and the cons, they're more likely to succeed rather than not realizing all the challenges there are with podcasting. So what does it take to podcast? Let's start off by discussing some of the things that are needed in order to do a hobby podcast. No, we're not talking about like the fine little details or all the technical things. We've actually talked about this on several different episodes before. We're talking about the bigger picture, the broader items, the non-technical things. An example of what we're going to talk about today is that you need to have a passion to podcast. Yes, you need to have a passion for what you're doing. And this encompasses so many aspects of your show, so many different elements of your show. You need to be passionate about the topic. You need to be passionate about creating the content for it. And you even need to be passionate about those that you work with week to week or episode to episode within your podcast. Without having passion, interest can easily wane and then it can become a chore to podcast. This is really important to remember, especially as a hobby podcaster, because as a hobby podcaster, there are other things that are priorities for you over business podcasts. That's why we do this show right here. And that actually brings us to our next point. Because it's a hobby, you also have to have dedication. Now, dedication comes into play into a variety of the steps of podcasting. You have to be dedicated to put together the content for each show. You also have to be dedicated to meet up with others if you podcast with people, either in real life or through the internet. Now, even if you're doing it solo, Doing a solo show, you have to be dedicated enough to get yourself on a recording routine to make sure that you get those podcast episodes out. And you have to be dedicated to yourself to interact with your listeners, no matter if you have a co-host or not. And you have to be dedicated enough to know that it takes time and effort, a lot of frustrations, and yet still be dedicated enough to launch and maintain your show. Launching the show can be frustrating in and of itself, but I think the dedication really comes into play when you're talking about maintaining your show over months or years. Now, speaking of these frustrations, you also need to have some resilience in order to podcast. There are things that are going to constantly come up when you're podcasting that's going to test your patience, your passion, and the dedication to your podcast. It's important that you have a level of resilience to be able to bounce back quickly in these situations and not let them get you down. And the reality when you're going and you're podcasting and you're putting yourself out in a public domain, it, and not to be legally confused with public domain legally, uh, listeners 
will also sometimes bring you down. Yes, this will happen. Could be a negative review, a negative email, or maybe just countless hours that you've worked on a product, put it out there, put your heart into it, and not a single word comes. That can bring you down. If you're not resilient, you could get stuck in a vicious circle of negativity, which could also lead you to have tunnel vision about your show. If you're thinking, well, how do I how do I make people like me more? Or how do I make every single person enjoy my show? Or how can I get 900 people to respond to me every single week? You get this tunnel vision, which basically distracts yourself from the core creation of good content. And so you need that resilience to be able to bounce back from these tough situations and move forward. And don't get stuck with you just spinning your wheels and stuck in this vicious circle. In addition to the resilience, you also have to have some skill. Now, we're not saying that you need to be an A-plus podcaster out of the gate, but you need to know the basics. And that, in fact, is skill. And as you podcast, you need to be prepared to evolve that skill. Now, some examples of skills include technical skills, you know, the hosting skills, especially if you're self-hosting, that's a big skill right there. You need to be able to do the preparation work. You need to be able to do the production work to get it. I remember when I was doing my first actual published podcast, The Voices of Defiance, episode one, I was so frustrated with editing because I had no idea how to edit. And I was just flying by the seat of my pants and this 45 minute episode took over 24 hours or something like that to actually get into post-production. It's a, editing is a skill, even for an easy show like that. So you don't necessarily have to have all of the skills that I just listed out. And there are others with podcasting as well. But if you're working with others, you need to have the skills of some form with the group that you're with. Again, it doesn't have to be top notch. You don't have to be the top of the profession to go out and podcast with your episode one. It could be a work in progress, but you do need to have skill. It's also important to keep in mind that with these skills, that some of them can help you develop the other ones as well. So just because you're weak in one area doesn't necessarily mean that you won't make that a strong suit of yours by honing in on some of your other skills. You also need to have motivation. Yes, you need to be able to motivate yourself to podcast. Often podcasters talk about how it's important to be consistent with your schedule and the creation of content, but how do you motivate yourself to be consistent? How do you motivate yourself to sit down at that mic and record a whole episode without getting distracted with all of the other things that are nearby your recording space or just finding that time in order to record? Heck, how do you motivate others that you may be podcasting with to help put out the best product that you can? There's a common trend that we've noticed with people who have pod faded their shows. Pod fading meaning that you just go and, and essentially fade away with your show without really hard ending it. It's that they're no longer really motivated. I'll admit I've pod faded a show. It was called Walking the Walking Dead. We had every intention of coming back and putting a bookend on it, but we didn't. And why did that happen? Because we stopped caring about the source material, The Walking Dead, and it was a chore. And we were no longer motivated for the three of us to get together and try to record. We lost our motivation. Thus, the pod fade. That pod faded a show, too, before it was called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., long box edition about the weekly Marvel comic books. And 
I don't want to say it was completely motivational because it was uh, mostly time related, but you can always find the time to do something if you're motivated to do it. So I will put that in the park that motivation was also a contributing factor to the pod fading of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Longbox Edition. Now, in addition to being motivated, you have to have a desire to improve. If you're going to do this over the long term, you're going to have to improve yourself, even if you're a top notch on the microphone person to begin with. So as a hobby podcaster, there's actually going to be always things that you will need to improve on. And even professionals need to constantly improve on things. You talk about the radio host from your morning radio show or your afternoon radio show as you're driving home. If you happen to listen to the radio, I haven't in years, but those radio jockeys need to improve all the time and they go to meetings to do that. So it's not just isolated to hobby podcasters. Now, you don't have to dramatically improve each week or even each month, but I would say about every year you should notice some sort of improvement in your show. Now, this is going to require the desire to get better and give your audience a better experience. Without a desire to improve your skills, which we talked about before, you'll show up each week and you just do the same old thing in the same old way. And some listeners will get bored and they may gravitate towards other shows that might have a, been originally worse than your show in terms of skill and production level. But now, since they've constantly improved, they're better. So you've lost listeners to a show that has transitioned past you. So the desire to improve will help you not only keep pace with your competition, but also your listener so that they keep engaged with your show. And the last thing that we want to talk about in this sort of section here before we kind of expand on these points here is you have to have enjoyment of your podcast. Yes, we've said it before and we'll say it a thousand other times. People do hobbies because they ultimately enjoy it. And you, as a hobby podcaster, needs to ultimately enjoy doing your podcast. Now, the thing to remember is it doesn't mean necessarily that it's fun all the time. Because hobbies generally aren't always fun all the time. Overall, people enjoy doing their hobbies, and that's the same thing with podcasting. You should overall enjoy doing your podcast. Here's a couple examples on how there are other hobbies that people don't always enjoy all the time. For example, someone who races cars for fun probably dislikes spending thousands of dollars on fixing said car. Or somebody who golfs probably dislikes spending a metric ton of money on membership fees and other golf equipment. But ultimately, these people are enjoying the overall craft more than the cons that are involved with them. And that's the same thing with podcasting. Overall, you have to have fun with your podcast and enjoyment of your podcast if you're going to do hobby podcasting. Another good example specifically to podcasting is I don't necessarily enjoy putting out money each month for a hosting provider to host my media on. It's an expense. And sometimes the people who I'm even paying frustrate me a little bit. But overall, I enjoy the craft of podcasting, so I'm willing to do that, even if I sometimes am giving money to places that I don't always want to give money to. So let's transition a little bit here. And if you don't happen to have one of those traits that we've outlined before, should you just close up shop? Should you just stop podcasting? Yes. <laughs> the answer is no. It's, it, oh, 
Not necessarily. No, no. Just because you may not have one of the traits that we mentioned, it doesn't mean it's time for you to immediately cease and desist your show and just throw your mics away and and, uh, you know, dump your hosting plan and, and everything like that. Whilst all of that might very well be a consideration to stop your show, you should also consider if you are wanting to keep going and how you can gain this trait that you are lacking. For example, let's say that you aren't motivated to keep a routine schedule, but you know you want to. This is a trait, a habit that you want to develop. Well, you can come up with a system to help keep yourself accountable, right? So perhaps you can enlist a friend to ask you if you've recorded the episode for the week, edited. This is an accountability buddy, and I might go so far as to say maybe a podcast mentor as well, but definitely an accountability buddy. Or perhaps you can come up with a reward system that works for you to help reward yourself for your work. Let's say that you like flying your drone and you say, I'm not going to fly my drone this week until I record and publish my episode. That's a reward. And so after you get that done, you get to go out and you fly your drone. That will work as well. Or let's take another tack. For example, perhaps you're considering doing everything else, but you're not enjoying your show. Uh, you could have a thought exercise to figure out what exactly it is you aren't enjoying anymore. Now, let's say it's because you're finding that it's just too daunting to put an episode out weekly. Maybe, and we've spoken about this before on the show, you can go bi-weekly instead to help alleviate that. That is a way around to keep your podcasting. Or maybe you're finding that your editing skills are not to the level that they need to be in order to avoid having editing take an entire week. Now, there are online courses, YouTube videos, or tutorials that you can watch to help enhance your skills to be a better editor. You just need to make a couple hours every week of time to, to look into that, and your editing will cut down in the time it takes, and it certainly won't take a week to do. You might also find that your ability to be strong with some of these areas can allow you to be weaker in others. We talked about that before. Maybe a skill that you have can help facilitate the growth of another skill as well. So these are ways that you can get around some of the lacking of traits to help keep you podcasting. The question is, though, should you keep going? Because with all of that said, it's important to remember what we said at the beginning, that podcasting is not always for everybody. And that's okay. You need to look at all of the different things that are required to podcast, some of the things that we've discussed today and more, and decide if you want to work on those weak spots or not. You may decide that what is important to you is different than what is important to somebody else, and that might mean that you don't actually want to continue doing your podcast. You have to make decisions based off of your personal life. Your priorities may mean that it's not worth continuing to try to develop yourself further for podcasting, and it is time to pack up shop. For example, let's say that you're not wanting to be resilient, because one of the things that we mentioned was when we were discussing resilience is that sometimes you need to be able to bounce back from negativity. It's okay if you look at this and you go, this podcast is just giving me too much negativity. I'm getting emails from people. I don't want this. I don't need this negativity part of my life. 
Well, like SP mentioned at the top of the show, you can remove yourself from the situation, which for this case could be podcasting. It's okay to decide that the overall package that podcasting offers you as a hobby isn't what is best for you. Another example of that would be maybe you lack the motivation or desire to improve if you're not having fun with podcasting. The best thing to do is to be honest with yourself. You might say, in order to be able to have fun, I need to get better at editing. In order to get better at editing, I'm going to need to watch two, three hours a day of tutorials. That's going to take away from my family time. I don't want that. So that might be a decision that you go, I don't want to get better. I just am going to fold up from podcasting and do something else with my time. You have to have passion for podcasting. And if that is something that you have, then that is great. That is something that you can use to hopefully drive yourself over those hurdles, but it's not necessarily going to be the end result for everybody. Not everybody is going to want to continue podcasting. If you happen to have passion for something and it's not podcasting, great. That's It's great to have a passion for something and go make that impact and have fun doing what you are passionate about instead of banging your head on the wall for podcasting, which you might not have passion for. Life's just too short not to have fun and make that impact. And as we were saying, it's okay to start a podcast and decide it's not for you. It's okay to let that go. Now, while we're here to help you get better with your podcast, we understand that some people, it's just not for them. And that's why we wanted to do this episode. So like other hobbies, sometimes they sound great at first, but once you get involved, they're, they're just not for you. Say like, you're, you're like, I, I need to lose weight this year. I'm going to run a marathon. I've always wanted to run a marathon. I think it would be great. But then you get out there and you start running and you're breathing hard. You're sweating. You're getting attacked by deer flies and your knees hurt. Your feet hurt. Your whole body hurts. And just running isn't your thing. Then go find something else you're passionate for. Maybe biking or cycling is your passion you get to go fast it's less wear and tear in your body except for your you know your rear end is your seat sitting on the seat and it you get a lot of wind in your face and stuff yeah it's a little bit more expensive than running but maybe that's your passion versus running so you get to find out these things as you start hobbies and maybe pivoting to something else so in this episode we've we hope we've helped you decide to either keep podcasting or pivot to that other passion and if that's happened to you please let us know we really be curious as to what your decision is. And we know this is a tough, tough, tough subject, but one we hear about all the time. And as we said at the beginning of the segment, we definitely wanted to address. We hope it's helped you. If you have any questions, please contact us on Twitter. It's at BetterPod. Our email is podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And you can always catch our Discord server, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Well, if you are lucky enough to be a Podbean user, you may have received an email today, the day that we're recording this, Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. Because there was a few different people who brought this to our attention, first being the wonderful Chris Farrell, part of the Gunna Geek Network and also on the official GunnaGeek.com show and past guests of the show here. And the email from Podbean read the following. Dear Podcaster, 
Podbean is thrilled to announce we'll be launching Podbean Audio live stream. That's right. It said Podbean Audio live stream in August. You can be one of the first to try it out! Exclamation point. Live streaming provides an exciting opportunity to engage your listeners in a new way with real-time listening and an interactive call-in feature. You will also be able to automatically turn the recording into a podcast episode available for evergreen listening. During this beta stage, we'll offer Podbean Live free of charge. All you need to do is pre-register your interest here. And then the word here was hyperlinked. We will update you as soon as it's launched and provide all the details to set up your first successful Podbean live stream. Happy podcasting! Exclamation point. The Podbean team. And then there was a, a button to pre-register. So it looks like Podbean is trying to get into the whole live stream thing. A few interesting things that I found with this. Number one, it's nice to see Podbean continuing to evolve features because we've seen a few different companies try to do the audio live stream thing and there's not been a lot of change in that space. And there's been a lot of people who've been quite happy on Podbean. So it's nice to see the potential to, if they're already using another service, potentially be able to bring it in to one with their Podbean account. Second thing I wanted to highlight here was that it's interesting that they are already making sure to uh, highlight that it will be probably paid eventually because they say during this beta stage, we'll offer Podbean live free of charge. I think you can safely extrapolate the fact that that indicates that it's only free during beta. And the last thing that I wanted to mention was it's really nice to see them look at the possibility of easily turning that live recording into a podcast episode. Now, Will they offer editing tools or anything like that? I am doubtful on that, but I could be proven wrong on that. And so maybe that just encourages more of the old grip it and rip it style for the those people wanting to use that feature. But it's interesting to see that they are at least making sure to highlight they could be able to easily turn the recording into a podcast episode. So yeah, I'm hoping that this is a success. I hope that it doesn't cost a lot. I hope they're very aware of the space and the alternatives that are available because if the quality is good, if the reliability is good, if they can come in at the same price as some of these other live services or less for po existing Podbean users, it's great because it's all in one place. I mean, no secret of the fact that, I mean, heck, I was on a podcaster's roundtable episode of this. We talked about it in previous episodes. I live stream my audio via Spreaker. In the past, I've tried Mixler, but I gravitated back towards Spreaker because I could make the live stream into its own RSS feed. So if you wanted to get the podcast before it was published and you wanted the live stream version of it, you could always go to the RSS feed. And I keep that live version up until the next episode is published. And then I go ahead or the next live stream is recorded. Then I go ahead and delete that episode from the feed. And the RSS feed now is forwarding to my Libsyn RSS feeds. That's how it works. But that's two hosting companies. I've got all of the hosting companies with Libsyn, all the podcasts with Libsyn. And then I have this additional bill of $20 a month. I'm on the $20 per month speaker plan. And I get to live stream the audio there. Now, I think it's great to have a live stream audio option if you are live streaming and it is an additional expense. I think $20 is a bit much when I'm already paying for so many other things and to have that integrated 
as you're saying, Stephen, within an existing structure, like if I was hosting on Podbean, it'd be great to have it there. I don't think Libsyn's ever going to do this. I, I, I just don't think it's in their ballywick to go ahead and and uh, pull the trigger on this. I think others like Anchor would probably make it happen. Uh, but I'm glad to see with a podcast media host that we can recommend that this is a possibility and I'm excited to see the future. Agreed. You also highlighted today, uh, uh, we'll call it speculation. I don't think it's confirmed yet uh, about Apple Podcasts or Apple's podcast future because it might not be Apple Podcasts. There was a Bloomberg article yesterday on July 16th, 2019, titled Apple Plans to Bankroll Original Podcasts to Fend Off Rivals. And the article was by Lucas Shaw and Mark Gurman. And the article is rather lengthy. I'm not actually going to read it. You can go ahead and with your one of three free Bloomberg articles of the month, you can go ahead and read this. But the gist of the matter is that there is behind the scenes confirmation that Apple has reached out to different podcasters and industry people to see what it's going to take in order to pay for original content, basically. So you can remember a few months ago, Stephen, we were talking about Luminary and they were doing paying for private uh, competition or private podcasting content and other companies have done the same thing. Audible has done the same thing uh, in the past. Now they cut off their original content, but there's more and more of these companies that are making original content. Now, Apple, we recently talked about the fact that they just dipped under 60% of market share, but they still have 59.9% of the market share. That's more than half of the market share of people listening to podcasts that go through them. They would be a fool in the sea of monetization not to try to take advantage of that somehow. Now, how does this apply to hobby podcasters? We're going to take a different tact on discussing this than everybody else has in the past couple of days and everybody that will in the, in the next week or so. We're specifically talking about hobby podcasters. So the one thing that I have been railing against and cautioning against over the past few years, basically since the show started, is that when the industry starts to change, and I think we're seeing it change right in front of our eyes just in the past couple of years, more so over the past nine months, when the industry starts to change, there might be a case where the method that we currently use to distribute our podcasts is going to go away. Right now, that's the RSS 2.0 feed. As long as the RSS 2.0 feed remains valid, hobby podcasters, independent podcasters, you got it. You can go for it and you can distribute it everywhere. The other thing is that Apple not only funnels the podcast through their own apps, but also through their API, a bunch of other apps are populated. So that is an additional thing here. If they decide that they want to cut that off, and I don't think they will, but if they decide that they want to cut that off and just concentrate on their own content in retaliation to stuff that's going on with other providers. And I keep bringing up Anchor, but that's an obvious uh, comp competitor right now, Anchor and Spotify, same company now. I think that it could lead to bad things ultimately for hobbyists if that happens. Now, there's no, I mean, I'm not trying to break exclusive here. I'm just cautioning that these sorts of things can happen and Apple hasn't even made a move yet. This isn't even official. They might just investigate it and say, yeah, it's not for us. We're, we're just glad to be the pastor. People come through us and can get their content here. But 
Apple has decided to put money into creating their own TV content or small screen streaming content. Let's face it, it's not TV anymore. And with that, they could be doing the same thing with podcasting. And you could see a lot of this in the future with other streaming options. You could see Netflix doing the same thing. You see Hulu doing the same thing. You could see uh, CBS All Access doing the same thing. God forbid that happens because I refuse to play for CBS All Access. But I mean, it could happen. So, yeah, this could this could be the signal that things start to change big time within the podcasting sphere. And it's something to keep your eye on. Nothing to report right now. Just cautionary tale. And Apple Podcasts, by the way, I'm sure will make it super straightforward if they do decide to go that route. And we'll we'll call it something completely different. And oh, no, that probably won't be the case because it's not like we go back between iTunes and then there was Apple Podcasts, but then there was still iTunes if you're using the app. And, you know, I never mind. Never mind. Well, I'm on a tangent now. But if you have a theory about the future of Apple getting into podcasting, please let us know through any of the ways we would love to hear from you. I I personally think it's a little inevitable because we are seeing so much of this happening elsewhere. And uh, it kind of makes sense that they'd at least get a couple of creative things behind them. And uh, I think when you look at like even the, the TV space, you're seeing Apple get into originals there too. And so podcasting, if it's profitable, why wouldn't they? Let's go ahead and move on to the better podback. Sometimes when you send us information or an email or contact us somehow, you dictate to us who you would like to read said communication. And that's just what this listener has done. They did it at the end of the email and we'll get there eventually. But he did dictate that SP was going to do this. It was a requirement that SP was going to read the email. Email was from Psycho Quirk 420 and it was sent to us yesterday. So thank you very much, Mr. Psycho Quirk 420. Psycho Quirk 420 said, quote, hey, Stephen and SP. First off, wanted to say I love the show. Learned a lot of great information this far. And since I'm working through the back catalog, I'm learning even more. I wanted to thank you both for the valuable resource you give every week and or episode that I listen to. I have taken several tips and tricks from the show and have implemented into my own podcast. At the time of this email, I have 10 episodes out. Just listened back the other day and man, what a difference an ATR 2100 makes. I can't begin to tell you how much of a kind of therapy attempting to run my own podcast is to me. I used to be a musician and tried recording my own music way back when and wish I had this great gear back then or comparable for the time frame. I realize at the point I'm at in the podcast, I have little to no listeners, but there's just something about saying words that's on your mind about what you want to talk about at theoretically nobody. Anyhow, like I said, just wanted to show some appreciation, you guys and the show. Keep up the great work and I hope to be your level someday. Take care, Matt Angulo. And underneath Angulo, he said pronounced on a W N. Goo, G-O-O, low, W-L-O, and he said pronounced Angulo for SP. Thus, SP reads the email. 
And his podcast, by the way, is the Psychos World Podcast. And Psychos is spelled P-S-Y-C-H-O-Z. So psychosworld.com. And I actually listened to this episode 10, or at least the start of it, as much as I could before I had to go to bed the other night. And yeah, I would say that ATR 2100 is serving him really well. So again, if you want to dictate who reads things out, please do make sure you specify when you email us. Matt, thank you very much for sending this our way. We do greatly appreciate hearing. And uh, we hope that I know we, you said that you appreciate the things that uh, we've we've done on this show here. But I do hope that we have given you some of that motivation, because I will say that the 10th episode mark is a lot of times where you start to see people pod fade very, very quickly. So I hope that we've at least given you a little bit of motivation and you can keep on going strong. And the last piece of better pod back that we've got today is actually a follow up courtesy of wonderful Johnny Pennington, because Johnny Pennington, loyal listener, Johnny Pennington, he heard us a couple weeks back. Talk about the whole backpack studio, boss jock studio, boss jock junior confusion that we had. And we speculated during the better podcasting download those a couple weeks ago. And what did Johnny do? He did exactly what we said we could probably do, and he did it for us, which was reach out to Backpack Studio directly. Now, the Backpack Studio account actually tweeted us and messaged with us on Twitter, and we had a bit of back and forth conversation, and I'll go ahead and highlight some of the things that were indicated to us from the Backpack Studio account. And again, these are all by the creator of Backpack Studio. What they said was that the the individual that was contacting us was the developer of Boss Jock Studio originally and created the Boss Jock Studio product. They also said that they were, quote, forced to start over after building Boss Jock, end quote, because of the previous business arrangement that they had with their former partner. Under the Backpack Studio name, though, they did want to highlight that they have now full autonomy and is, quote, free to release updates whenever I like, end quote. The developer that was contacting us also said that in their previous agreement, they couldn't really make the decisions and build features that they wanted to. They didn't have that autonomy. And so the the developer of Backpack Studio said that he 100% built the Boss Jock Studio app originally and therefore considers Backpack Studio to be the successor in, in their mind to Boss Jock Studio. Uh, During this conversation, allegedly also Apple had at some point agreed with the creator of Backpack Studio because they actually took down Boss Jock Studio allegedly because of the fact that it was the developer of Backpack Studio's original code. And so they agreed that that shouldn't be up there if that was this developer's code. Yes, we did have full permission to share these details. We wanted to confirm that before we did talk about it on here. And I will say that being fully transparent, fully even, you know, trying to make sure that we venture in this territory that we've never been down before. This is one side of the story. People do sometimes say there are two sides of the story. We have no reason not to believe this is true, but equally, we don't have any information from the current developers of Boss Jock Jr. So we don't have anything that we can substantiate either that this is the the information or that this isn't the information. So we just wanted to share this out there because this was the information according to the developer of Backpack Studio. 
and it does kind of clear up some of that confusion that we had, even if you just look at the idea that there was some form of business arrangement previously, and so there was that fork in the road where they're, the product basically forked. Again, charting new territory here for better podcasting, uh, but we did feel we wanted to share that because it does definitely give insight. And if the people who do currently make Boss Jock Jr. have something else that they'd like to share, uh, feel free to get in touch with us because, again, we're just sharing the information, trying to clear things up for the listeners. As I have said before, I'm using Backpack Studio for my soundboards on the shows that I do, and I like it. And if I was forced to use it to record, I would use it. Uh, as you guys know, I use Zoom products for mobile recording and here in the studio, at least for now. And that is my main recording capability. But if I was forced to slim down and do a smaller solo show on the road or maybe like an interview in person or something like that, Boss Jack Studio is a great application to have and a good backup to have as well. I know that Josh Liston, who does the On the Bubble podcast on the goodageek.com network, he uses Backpack Studio to record one of his shows. And he does so specifically because he wanted to reduce the entire equipment, audio chain and everything that was involved in everything. And he does it just fine. He goes through an iRig. I want to say it's not a pre. He goes through an i the newer iRig. I think it's the iRig Pro, is it? Or iRig HD or something like that? Yeah, it's not the iRig Duo, or although it could be. I don't know. It's one of those. And it's the newer one. It's not the iRig Pre. And he goes into it via, I believe it's the lightning connector. Although I think that specific one, you could also go in through the USB-C connector. Anyway, he says he loves it and really is looking forward to continuing to use it. And I would too. If I had a big iPad, which I don't, but if I had a big iPad, I'd be using that more and more as well. So yeah, great to see that this capability, at least for now, is going to be planned to be out there for a while and that uh, it will continue to be updated because I, I remember what a pain in the rear end that was when the link to Dropbox was severed with Boss Jock Studio. That that just, oh, that, that was an entire capability that took away why I was using it. So I'm happy to pay for this too. I, I think I paid full introductory price, which I believe was 10 bucks. It can fluctuate between five and 20 bucks. And uh, yeah, I want to support this because it works. So first off, thank you, Johnny Pennington for arranging this. We do really appreciate that. And thank you to the developer of Backpack Studio for sharing this information with us. Uh, we do appreciate you reaching out to us and having this conversation with us. Uh, hilariously, this couldn't have come at a Worst time for SP and I because we are both literally like out of town, busy, and so we are trying to interact between the two of us the best that we could. Uh, but we we appreciate you bearing with us as there were some delays in the messages and whatnot, and uh, and working with us as we had that communication. And if you have a question about this, or if you have experience with any of these products, or you have a suggestion for anything related to podcasting, please get in touch with us through any of the ways. We would love to hear you. And uh, it's also great if you could come over to our Discord server. The Guinea Geek Discord is at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. There is a Better Podcasting channel there, and you can chat with us. Seems like a couple couple times a week we have people coming in to, to the Discord and saying they found out about it through Better Podcasting. So thank you, everybody. Everybody coming over from Better Podcasting. It's fantastic to have you all there. And it's amazing how many people who are coming there through Better Podcasting have so many other interests that are geeky as well. It's fun to see that because there's a lot of people who have other geeky interests. So 
we have built a fantastic geeky community and i want to thank everybody for that because you the better podcasting community is wonderful you're very kind you're very nice you're very respectful to everybody that's been in there we we've had an overall very respectful uh experience over on the discord and that in includes all of the better podcasting folks. So thank you everybody for doing that and making it a fun community. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for episode 190 of better podcasting. I'm Stephen John Drew saying I bought prime day deals, nothing podcast related this time, but maybe there is another piece of equipment to open soon. I'm SP and I'm going to say I'm looking forward to next week. We might have a wing dinger of a show for you. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.